morning, City Church. It is Friday, April the 3rd. This is City Church Together. Um, I want to start today by offering an invitation to you. Um, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, um, one of the things that I'm not getting the opportunity to do uh, because of the stay-at-home order is um, have some of our other pastors um, and folks come in and either take the microphone away from me completely or um, sit and do sort of an interview style uh, where we talk. And so um, I would love to hear from you. Um, we'll, I will try to do sort of a grab bag of maybe a question response. So if you have a question or maybe something that these times have brought up for you, um, or maybe just in general, some thoughts about scripture that are particularly affecting you right now. Um, and you want to send those, email those to elders at boroughcitychurch.com. Um, I'll collect a few of those and then, um, I'll, I, I can, uh, talk about some of those. Um, but I had a prompting. Uh, this past week, one of our covenant members sent an email um, to our pastors and asked about, particularly about Second Chronicles seven thirteen. Um, I will read. I'm going to read that now uh, because I thought it was a great point of meditation for today, um, and and try to answer. Uh, the question. Um, this passage has come up. You may have seen it passed around on social media um, because uh, some translations uh, render the word uh, here that's in my translation says pestilence. Uh, for some people, it says epidemic. Um, also, you may have heard recently of locusts in the Middle East eating crops. And so as we read this, um, some things are going to pop here. And I want to explain um, what this passage is and then also what I think are some really helpful meditations and ways to pray from this passage during this time. So this is from the Old Testament book of Second Chronicles, and I'll read verses 12 through um, I'll read verses 12 through uh, 15. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple of sacrifice. If I shut the sky so there is no rain, or if I command the grasshopper to consume the land, or if I send pestilence on my people and my people who bear my name, humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. My eyes will now be open and my ears attentive to prayer from this place. And I have now chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there at all times. And that is the word of the Lord from Second Chronicles 7. Now, what many people are reading and keying in on these days are the words, uh, are the, the uh, if I command the grasshoppers or the locusts to consume the land, or if I send pestilence or epidemic is the way some translations render it on my people. And of course, with the locusts happening in the Middle East and then um, the epidemic happening all around the world, um, I mean, I can understand why people would look at that and say, wow, is this, you know, a sort of prophecy that's happening now? And maybe, maybe uh, the church should humble themselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from evil. Well, um, first, um, no, this passage is not about what is happening right now. 
directly. Um, this passage is comes after Solomon has built the temple after his father David reigned, and it is a both a warning and an encouragement as Solomon begins uh, his reign um, along with the finishing of the temple, or not begins his reign, but as Solomon finishes the temple, and is a command that Israel has had many times before, um, that when curses come because of their disobedience, that those curses are, are there to bring them to repentance, to turn back to the Lord. Um, when, when God says here that if my people who bear my name, these are the people who are under the kingship, not of Solomon, but of Yahweh, um, of the God here of the Old Testament, our father, right? And so this is not a prophecy about America. In other words, we're not waiting like for a drought to happen so that the third point of this, that there is no rain, would be fulfilled. Um, so to sort of be a theological downer, if you are reading this as a prophecy and, you know, you, you're posting this on Facebook, um, then you're, you're interpreting the scriptures um, unfaithfully and taking this verse out of context. Okay. So that's the bad news. Now let's talk about the good news and where I can really honor the spirit of reading the scripture in a time like this. Um, the fact is, is that when we read scripture, um, especially, you know, a, a sort of old Testament historic narrative like this, when we read scripture like this, we are seeing a picture of what God wants to do. And indeed, the scripture shows us that while there is discontinuity between Israel, God's people here, and now the church, um, Christians, there is also a large amount of continuity. After all, it is the same God. We have one God, one Father, one Lord, one Spirit. It is the same God. The God of the Hebrews is the God that we serve. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. And there is a pattern here that holds true for God. God's people at all times. And that is that God does want us when um, pestilence or um, or lack comes our way, when suffering or disease comes our way, that God does want us to examine ourselves. It is a way that he strips away our false sense of control, exposes our sin to us, and he is calling us to prayer and repentance. And so in, in a sense, there is a sort of harmlessness in interpreting this verse to say, man, we should, the church should, um, because judgment comes to the house of God first, that is what the New Testament says, that the church should center our time now on humbling ourselves. And we have been humbled. We've been humbled by this virus. And we should seek to pray. Not seek to pray. We should actually pray. And we should repent of our sin. And we should seek God's face. That means desire his presence, want a relationship with him, change our ways so that we order our days in order to pursue God, to know him and to have a relationship with him, which is what we have been encouraging you to do all along. So the short version is this. No, this verse is not about what is happening in America in 2020, but this verse is about what America and the world should be doing in 2020 and until Jesus returns. That is, as suffering exposes our failed idols, the things that we sought comfort and peace and salvation from that are now taken from us, we should seek God's face above all in repentance. And he will hear from heaven 
and he will heal our land. This is not the prosperity gospel. This is not talking God into doing something that he doesn't want to do. As we draw near to God, we know that healing doesn't mean you don't die. Healing means ultimate healing. Healing is inclusion in the covenant. Healing is being close to God forever. And indeed, when we repent of our sin and we turn to God, we will find that healing. And that is our that was the hope of Israel, and that is the hope of the church in 2020 as this pandemic is happening now. So let's pray in that direction today that we will seek God's face. And let me remind you one more time, I would love to answer any questions that you have. Um, you can send about anything uh, at elders at boroughcitychurch.com, B-O-R-O citychurch.com. Any questions that you've had about scripture, anything that's been popping out of scripture, because in suffering, in difficulty, particular words will, uh, you know, likely two weeks ago, you read pestilence or you read epidemic or grasshopper and you don't think anything. But because these things have been in the news, now your attention all of a sudden draws to them. And I think that is overall a good thing. It makes us sympathetic and empathetic to what is happening in Scripture, and it will help us see some things about God and ourselves during this time. So now let me pray for you, and let's pray today in the direction of the healing of our land, not just America, but the world. Let's pray and ask God today that he would bring repentance and faith, revival and renewal, a turning to him like we have never seen before. Please, God, do it. Let's be silent together as we prepare to pray this together. Our Father, will you expose in us, starting with the church, starting with City Church, expose to us our sin. Not because our sin has caused this pandemic, but God, you are using this pandemic to expose to us our idols. We want to turn from those, not just in prayer, but in practice. Holy Spirit, will you guide these people to see active steps that they can take to turn away from their sin and to seek your face. Make us a people who seek to be holy as you are holy. Make us a people who embrace your forgiveness instead of hide and shame in our sin. Make us a people unafraid to turn to you and say, thank you, we receive your forgiveness. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who has done the work necessary to forgive our sins on the cross and in his resurrection. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is still convicting us of sin and reminding us that you are a good father who has provided for every need. Now, Father, we ask as you do that work in us, as we repent and turn to you, make us fruitful cultivators in our households, in our neighborhoods, in our online presence. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.